sickest week in tennis history. We may be in a bow town. This might be a Corona episode. <laughs> I think that joke only really hits if you uh, know the city of Corona is around here. You're right. Uh, but yeah, uh, no more corny jokes, no more dumb stuff. Um, ATP podcast episode, I want to say 44. I believe we're at 44. And um, we had a quality list of content considering the circumstances of uh, how busy tennis is. But uh, everything's about to change, man. Um, there is a major announcement today. And then there's another major. No, there's a, there's a major announcement in the Newsweek, then there is a bigger announcement on top of that. Uh, right. What was that, Fig? You want to say it now? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. <clears throat> Just announced today, the ATP has canceled their... It's not canceled. It's postponed for six weeks. Mm. They're going to try to get the French Open in, which starts in May 25th. But for now, everything has been canceled. This is ridiculous, man. It's crazy. Um, this all started with the cancellation of Indian Wells. Right. Which was massive news. I believe that was the first uh, right. first major sporting event, maybe even first major event to be canceled. Yes. Um, before this, uh, this big news hit, what kind of stuff did we have on the list for today? Well, we had the reaction of the players to the cancellation. Of Indian Wells. Of yeah. Indian Wells. We have uh, um, Osaka Netflix. We also have a big involvement with lower ranked players. Is are they not getting preferred treatment? Mm. And obviously the coronavirus stuff. Okay. Well, uh, let's get the ball rolling, man. Let's talk some tennis right now. Okay. They uh, Netflix has released the content of the Naomi Osaka documentary. Mm-hmm. Osaka is a Japanese American superstar tennis player. American American. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um. The documentary is basically going to cover her run at the U.S. Open and her run at the Australian Open. Okay. Um, do you think that it would have? Do you think that it should have been different? Maybe cover her as young going up, or are you okay with them just covering that spot? For me, documentaries can be a bit tricky here. So sometimes I do think that um, significant. Um, celebrities i guess we can call them uh maybe they jump the gun on when they decide to document things and how much they document so did she accomplish something worth documenting absolutely does she have a story that i would like to hear more about absolutely um when is it officially time though for you to release uh, a documentary on your accolades when you're still up and coming you're still a rising star you know all these different things you know how do who's to say she doesn't win two more slams this year things right. like that you know it kind of puts a damper on the impact of the documentary for me as far as getting the story out because i feel like we're still living the story a little bit right and that's why i thought as well i thought mm-hmm. that maybe um document her rise how yeah. she came up instead of documenting those specific runs yeah because as you stated she could win more yeah so to a point i'm a little disappointed but Mm. it is what it is i also think she did it because the olympics who knows if they're gonna happen or not 
yeah. are coming up and it is in Japan and mm. she's Japanese, American, whatever. Yeah. So that's why it was done as well. I think with viewership, it is, it may be perfectly timed. Um, I think that oh, Naomi Osaka has never been in more of a relevant window of time where we saw her beat the most popular female name in tennis in the last two or three years. We saw her break out and be consistently successful for a one-year stretch. Then we also are seeing her become the new most popular female tennis player on the tour. Um, on her way to waving a Japanese flag where the next Olympics will be. Right. There couldn't be a more ideal time if I'm Netflix to document a female tennis player not named Sharapova or Serena. Um, so with all of that being said, it makes perfect business sense that this is coming out at this time. And of course, if we're going to tell a story before a story's completed, it's best to just tell a story of one specific moment. So I understand why they're doing it. But um, I don't know if anybody was really waiting for the story to happen right now. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So I'm here for it. I'm right. here for it. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Moving on, the cancellation of Indian Wells. It was canceled on Monday. Sunday. Sorry, I apologize. There was a case of coronavirus in Rancho Mirage, ah. which is steps away yeah. from Indian Wells. At the time, everybody overreacted because that was the first uh, main sporting event in California Mm -hmm. to cancel an event. So everybody gave their opinion and overreacted. Mm -hmm. Without knowing the news that we just broke out right now, Mm -hmm. did you think it was an overreaction? Absolutely. I was, um, I, so, I mean, let me put it this way. I was under the impression that, yes, I understood why, but, uh, to my knowledge, and I'm no ed- medical expert, I'm no virus expert, but um, I've been told it's only a major threat to the elderly um, or people with a compromised immune system. Right. And to the best of my knowledge, that sounds like it's not a professional tennis player. Um, so, well, maybe Venus Williams, you know, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, she has but, a compromised immune system, sure. Yeah, but... um. You know, outside of those special cases in which I think those athletes should be excluded, I would probably, if I were an athlete, I'm not going to speak for what the tournament director should decide because that's a very touchy situation. But as an athlete, I'd probably still be up for the the event at that at that rate. You know, if if I'm being told that, um, you know, it's like maybe two counties over is the nearest uh, infected person and. You know, it's not a, a specific life-threatening danger. I think I heard someone say, you know, it's like point zero two or zero zero two chance if you're in between the ages of 20 and 35 that this is lethal, something like that. Um, you know, with all those facts, I would have said, why are we stopping? Let's get the ball rolling. You know, let's do this. But, you know, I have heard that this has officially been stated as a worldwide pandemic or epidemic. Um, yeah, epidemic, I believe it is. And um, that's that's a worldwide announcement. On top of that, now, like you just said, we're being announced that there was someone in Rancho Mirage, which right. is like walk outside the stadium close, <laughs> Basically. you know, um, that was infected. It seems like as a tournament director, it's almost your personal responsibility not to accelerate the process of spread. 
Um, so with that being said, you know, you, you have a personal responsibility. It is better safe than sorry. This is, at the end of the day, just a game that is entertainment for people and is not something that's do or die, you know. So I'd understand if this event were something more like contributing to the well-being of humans on Earth. But canceling Indian Wells is not going to be a detriment to my life. It's just an inconvenience. Now, at the time, outside events, the coronavirus, um, it's in the heat. Mm -hmm. And the bacteria dies faster in the heat than it would indoors. So that was the biggest reason why everybody was, why the heck did it cancel? Mm -hmm. Uh, The Lakers had games, Clippers um county in uh, san francisco the sharks played there they were infected by the coronavirus and they were playing indoors yeah so everybody was saying whoa indian wells is outdoors the bacteria uh, dies faster how can they cancel it Mm -hmm. my thought was larry ellison is a billionaire yeah and forget the coronavirus Mm -hmm. just thinking logically Mm -hmm. there was a state of emergency in riverside county Mm. Uh, Rancho Mirage mm. in Temecula Valley, Temecula Valley High School was closed because a teacher got coronavirus mm. and it was closed for two weeks. Mm. That is in Riverside County. Yeah. And just thinking as a businessman, can you imagine if somebody gets the coronavirus, they can go after him, yeah. sue him. And he knew that there was a state of the emergency on the yeah. coronavirus. So, um, uh, Business-wise, it was a smart move. Yeah. So I'm going to leave it at that. Now, there was news after the cancellation of Indian Wells. First, let's do, let's talk about the good news. Mm. Larry Ellison, who I just stated, is a billionaire. For the people that arrived, mm. he gave them first-round pay for arriving at Indian Wells mm. with, the, with the tournament being canceled. What are your thoughts on that? That's awesome. Um, I think that that's helpful in terms of, you know, expenses for the lesser players who aren't so uh, so lucky to always win and move on into the tournament and get a big chunk of money, you know. You know, let's let's take the spectators out of this, which are people who maybe spend, you know, 300 bucks, 400 bucks, depending on how pricey their rooms were for a night. Um these athletes travel around the world. That's a plane ticket, a night in a hotel, uh, travel expenses. Some of them have a team of one to ten people, stuff like that. And all these things cost money. So for him to say everyone gets the first round's pay is just more proof as to why you will always see the top ten players on the tour come back to this tournament. It seems like this tournament and the director and the owner care about the athletes. Um, and... That's helpful. That That's really cool to hear. So I think that was a cool thing he did there. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, this is considered the fifth slam. Mm-hmm. And this is the importance of the tournament. This is when you know a tournament is really relevant. Mm-hmm. We know how Federer is picky with his tournament schedules. Yeah. He goes to it every year. Yes, he does. But let's one-up it. Serena Williams. You know how often she does not play mm-hmm. in small tournaments? Mm. She was going to be there. Yeah. And that's massive, too. And she has a plaguing history with Indian, Indian Wells. Wells. Right. She was still coming. So. Right. And she was still going. Yeah. So that's the importance of Indian Wells. Right. Now, going on, John Millman, 
he decided to stay after the tournament was canceled. Mm. Um, Larry Ellison told him, all right, you can stay. You can use the courts to practice whatever you mm. want to do. Well, there was a little bit of drama. Mm. He was practicing with a top-ranked player. Mm-hmm. He didn't announce who it was, so he was able to get on the courts. Mm. Then the whole tournament is canceled. He's there, and the tournament desk, supposedly according to John Millman, did not allow him to practice on the tennis courts. And then he took to Twitter and mm. said, that's unfairness to the um, lower-ranked players. Mm. They still favor the high players. And mm. he said that we can practice, and yet he's going back on the word. Mm. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, clearly, there's probably just a disconnect. You know, if Larry Ellison apparently said it to him, then um, I'm sure that maybe the front desk was unaware or something like that, you know, a miscommunication. Um, it just, under the assumption that uh, Larry Ellison told him, you know, as in they communicated with each other, and he was allowed to play, it makes no sense for you to air it out on the internet when you could just speak to the person that is responsible for it, you know? I feel like when you have a discussion off the internet, you should close the discussion off the internet. Now, if Larry Ellison tweeted him, hey, buddy, go ahead and use those courts, and then he shows up and can't use them, blow up on Twitter, you know? That makes perfect sense. It's the same outlet where you were granted access, but I don't know. Um, I do agree that, you know, there, there are other signs that show lower seeds don't get treated the same as higher seeds. I don't think this is one of those situations that will get umbrellaed with those. So, if a line judge point penalized him for throwing his racket on the ground, okay, let's complain on Twitter. But this isn't that case. This is just miscommunication. That's it. I'm sure if he was trying to get on those courts right now, he could probably still make make it happen. So I agree 100%. Yeah. He also could have been to where um, <clears throat> we know this. Not every player can practice at the site of the tournament. Yeah. So they go elsewhere. Yeah. Um, he has a, a lot of uh, partnerships with um, country clubs. Yeah. He could have said, well, go practice at the country club. Mm-hmm. Now, this is something added to the fire. Virginia um, King, she's a doubles player. Mm-hmm. She said, well, hold on, let me retract. In the supposedly the tournament desk told John Millman, if you're a high ranked player or a past champion, you can automatically practice regardless Mm. this is before the news from larry ellison yeah then this girl came in and said well i was a past doubles champion Mm. and i was told by the tournament desk well doubles does that really count supposedly the the tournament desk said that in her face about two three years ago Mm. what are your thoughts on that uh there's actually been a bit of a hot topic here uh that you're kind of leaking into which is the the amount of effort, thought, and care that is around doubles as a part of tennis. Is doubles less popular because it's not promoted? Or is doubles less popular because doubles is less popular? Um, I do think that a, a championship doubles team should be treated the same and get all the benefits that a high-seeded player gets, you know, so... It's unfortunate, you know, I mean, these people have to train and work just as hard to, you know, be successful and accomplished. Is singles tougher? Yes, singles is tougher. You know, you're hitting double the balls, covering double the court and playing twice the amount of time. That's a fact. 
Um, are you less of a player or athlete because you're a doubles champion? No, not even close. There's definitely a reason why these singles guys don't just fall into doubles and take all the slams. You know, there are definitely tactics and skill sets and strategies involved in both. So it's pretty ridiculous. But uh, what do you think about that? Do you think that doubles would be bigger, better, and greater if it got more television, more attention, more stakes? You know, like all these different things that are kind of handicapped from the, that side of the sport. Is it for a reason? Yeah, they're not getting enough attention. And the thing is, is that the big names aren't playing it. Mm-hmm. So that's why there isn't enough coverage. Mm-hmm. When Serena and Andy Murray played at Wimbledon, you never see a mixed doubles match. Then yeah. all of a sudden they decide to play. Every It was exposed. Yeah. So there wasn't enough exposure because the top-ranked players in singles are not playing. That's right. the big reason why. Um. So what about when Jack Sock, a top-ranked singles player, goes into doubles and it still not really is revered or attention-receiving as when he was on the singles tour. Um, Do you think that it's because the tour just chooses to not support doubles as much, or do you honestly think less people are interested in watching doubles? It's probably that they don't support it enough. Mm. You have the best doubles team of all time, Mm. the Bryan brothers equivalent to Federer in singles, Yeah, and they still don't show it, Mm. and they have ridiculous skills. Yeah. So, no, it's just not shown. And not enough um, people that are willing to watch. Let me uh, let me provide you this perspective. So I would say I started watching professional tennis consciously in 2008. That was the year where I went, okay, if this is on TV, I'm, I'm turning it on. That was the year. Um, I didn't know that doubles was fun to watch. Like genuinely like is fun to watch a singles pro- probably is. Until I went to Indian Wells for the first time, which was maybe six years later or something like that. And that was because I was able to go watch professionals do it with my own eyes in person. And I went, wow, if you want me to put some things in perspective on my own opinion, I think the most fun things in tennis to watch is number one, men's singles, number two, women or men's doubles, and then number three, women's singles, unless it's a a more dynamic player. Women's doubles is actually very electrifying to me. I think it's really good, fast pace, good shot making. They hit flat. Um, you know, it, it works out well for their play style. So it's crazy to me, especially because there are some stars in women's tennis that uh, consistently win. You know, right. they're, they're in most of the semis and quarters and finals, and you don't know their names. So I think the women's doubles is more consistent than women's singles right now. Yeah, that's possible. Now, going back to Millman, as mm-hmm. you stated, there's miscommunication. He just gave you first round prize money. Yeah. So why would he deny you the court? Yeah. I mean, yeah, just logically, it shows it's showing you where Ellison's uh, his attention and his sympathy are. He does care about you. Right. He gave prize money to the people he knows, <laughs> you know, right. technically, if you're a wild card. You just really made out. If you won that qualifying tournament, which is where the tournament basically got canceled from, yeah, you you came out on top. Right. Now the big, big news today. As we stated earlier, tennis has been canceled for six weeks. Uh, Trump, sorry, President Trump has banned travel from Europe into the United States. <clears throat> The basketball, the NBA, 
just canceled the entire season. There is a uh, center for the Utah Jazz, Rudy Gobert, mm. Defensive Player of the Year, who has the coronavirus. And just for extra, Tom Hanks is in Australia. He has the coronavirus along with his wife. Wow. So what are your thoughts? Do you have any thoughts? Do you want to share something with the people? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that this is proof that uh, the level of contagiousness involved with this virus if anything else, all right, we don't have to talk fatality rates or symptoms or anything like that. The level of contagiousness of this virus will reach absolutely anyone from the bottom to the top of the systematic social food chain. You know, no one is immune to being exposed to this and being infected. So if that is a concern of yours, you should take it very seriously. If for some reason you don't want to catch this infection, you should react accordingly because from what I'm hearing, all it takes is someone to breathe on you. Right. You know, it's a respiratory infection, so it's a big deal. Um, I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's that's what it is. So, yeah, keep that in mind, people, and stay safe if you need to. Right. So all this just proves, okay, you're 30. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Rudy Gobert's 30, prime athlete. He has it. Yeah. You're indoors. Doesn't matter. Uh Tom Hanks, what is he, 50, 450, something like that. Yeah. He's under 60. He was in hot conditions in Australia. Yeah. Didn't matter. So as you stated, if that really bothers you, mm-hmm. just take precaution. Really do avoid to stay away from big crowds. Yeah. If you really have to go out, then go out. If mm-hmm. not, then just stay indoors and try to limit stuff for about four to six weeks, I think. Yeah. And then we'll get more information. Yeah, because when the president starts to really ban air flights, he's been a little, in my opinion, he's been a little bit lackadaisical on mm. this. But now he's taking it serious. Yeah. So when this happens, it's time to react. Right. But again, some some people have to work. Mm. It is what it is. But after that, when you don't have to do stuff, avoid it. Right. And that would be the the safe thing to do. Yeah, I agree there. Um I listened to a few uh, people who specialize in this, just subtly speak on it. And a lot of them were saying, you know, a lot of people are underreacting or saying that other people are overreacting because in the ways that epidemic works, it can be a bit slow in the beginning. But this is just the beginning. And if this is what people are portraying it out to be, you know, it will accelerate and grow and you will see numbers rise. So time will tell. Right. Time will tell. So... That's the news for this week. We will, yes, because of the coronavirus, there won't be a lot of news. But <laughs> now we're, we can definitely bring up the topics that we didn't bring up before. Yeah, we have some hidden topics that will uh, be less time sensitive to what's right. happening in tennis now. Right. So for now, we'll keep it uh, pretty brief here. Around the Post, ATP Podcast, I'm Jake Asai. That's Mark Figueroa. We'll and stay safe. Next. Stay safe. You can listen to this in the privacy of your home. <laughs>